Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Acts 17, 28, the hopefully, maybe five, who knows? The Lord only knows. But uh, Acts 17, verse number 28, for in him we live and move and have our being. Certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Heavenly Father, I pray you would bring the anointing in this place. Lord, you have been gracious, Lord, in the last few Wednesdays, God. The Spirit of God has been in here in such a mighty way, Lord, the last several services. I'm asking you, God, to be no different tonight, Lord. You're welcome in this house. And I pray that you would speak to me, Lord through these lips of clay that people could be encouraged and strengthened by the word of God for it's your word hallelujah it's your message God Lord Jesus I'm only a servant that's delivering it in the name of Jesus quicken our hearts and our minds in your name amen I want you to look at your neighbor and say in him we move you can be seated In Him we move. There's no moving without the Lord. Once again, and you'll find that I use a few of these scriptures every time because it's, it's applicable to it, applicable to it. Genesis 2 and 7 says, The Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living. Everybody said living. Living soul. That word living there means running, springing. So I I sense movement there. If it is running and springing, then it is movement. And in Genesis 2, verse number 15, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. In other words, God created man on the outside of the garden. Check it out. And then placed him in the garden. Notice, to dress it and to keep it. In other words, he made man to move about in the garden. To busy man's hands. It is very important to God for man to be busy. Everybody say amen. Grandma Camel always said this. 
And I, I'm going to use her words. I've used them ever since she died. She said, idle hands are the devil's workshop. Let me tell you, God meant us to be busy. And he made man that man could move about and be busy. Now, I know that we all have got our earthly things, the everyday things that you and I have to do. But there is another part of life that God made us for. He made us for his busyness in his kingdom. Amen. God created us, can I say, outside of the garden. Amen. And we know the story that the garden we can't be in anymore. The only way we can be in the garden is to be in his kingdom that he made. And the church is the kingdom of God. This is where we come and we meet with God. And it is his will for us to dress this church and to keep it. It's, it's, it's a job, but it, yet it's something that pays dividends. I want us to grab the point of Scripture right at the onset of this teaching that God made us to move in Him. I said God made us to move in Him. Hallelujah. I want to set a foundation here. Amen. In John 15... Verse number five, he said, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. There is no movement without God. Hallelujah. May I remind you, we are only a branch of the true vine, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And as long as we stay connected to the vine, or can I say as the scripture says, in him, we will bring about much fruit. But without being connected or in him, we can do nothing. So I believe at this point we can say we only move in him. Without him there is no movement. Hallelujah. I'm going to be honest and open with you tonight. As I began to study this way back when and began to write down a few notes and then again then as Last week, I picked up and began to go through some of those notes and just study them. And I sat at my desk at home, and I, it seemed like nothing was coming together. And I told Sister McGee, I said, this is not going to be easy. This is not coming together like the others. It just seems like it's all scattered. It's not coming together. And one of the mornings I get up, I usually get up and take a walk every morning, walk a couple mile and a half. And, and as I was taking my morning walk, the Lord began to speak to me some things. When I came back from that walk, I went to my office and I began to write. And the Lord inspired me and it's been then, since then, there has been inspiration after inspiration 
of what to do. But I'm going to tell you early, I didn't know what to do with it at the beginning. I knew that the Lord had spoke to me to teach this way, but I didn't know what he wanted to do with this phrase. In him we move. And, and uh, there's not a bunch of scriptures that really kind of go with that, that to move only in him, in the spiritual sense. And God led me to take the spiritual side of it. Amen. And he positioned, uh, uh, began to deal with me and, and, and how to position this. And I began to think of this, and the Lord began to speak to my mind and my spirit. And I began to think that if we're in him, then he must be the vehicle. I'm about to feel the Holy Ghost right here. He becomes the vehicle. And can I say that if Jesus is going to be the vehicle and we're going to move in him, that Jesus is at the wheel. Glory, I'm feeling it. And we are passengers. Jesus moves us and he steers us in the way that we should go because Jesus is my vehicle. Jesus is my means of transportation. He is the only way that I can move is in him. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So from this point, I will take that and we will go with that. Because Philippians 14, 4, Philippians 4 and verse number 13 says, I can do all three things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Oh, oh, glory. In other words, I came from, I can't do anything, to that in him I can do all things. So if I will allow Jesus to be my vehicle, come on, understand, Jesus does not force anyone, anybody in the vehicle. Man, we're going to have an unveiling tonight. Trevor and Mariah, I need you to help me. Come on, help, come here, help Papa. Come this side first. Come around, come this side. Get a hold of this, Brother Trevor. And you, here, Mariah, you get a hold of the other end right there. I want you to pull that off. Lay it over there on the platform, over there. Let's come to the other side now, and let's get a hold of this one down here on the corner. Get, get, a, get a hold of it, Mariah, and pull it that away. No, this right here, this red one. All right, take that off. All right, put it over there. No, you, got, you can't lay it on the floor. you got to be, come on, hold on. Get to the other side, Mariah. Get, no, get to here. Here, Trevor, Trevor, come here, over here. Come on, guys, you're getting, hold on. Listen to Papa. Get a hold of the other, no, not that, that. Okay, take that off. Okay, take that other one off, right down here on this side. Okay, now hold on. Get down here, Trev. Take all, hold, take all this. You got to come around this way. Okay, you all got to lift this off here. Okay, you can go sit down now. 
thanks to Brother Freddie and Brother James and Art Kimmel. Amen. We've got a vehicle now. Okay. Now, y'all got to remember that this vehicle is going to represent Jesus. Now, you're going to have to imagine with me some tonight, okay? Amen. Because I can do all things through him. Before, I couldn't do anything. Without him, I can do nothing. But now, since I've got him, I can do all things through Christ. So, if I'm in him, there's nothing I can't do. Now, I want you to grab a hold because there's some faith coming. I can't do anything. Come on. Without him, I can do anything. We can't do anything. But with him, anything is possible. Woo! My Lord, how long have you been praying for some things? Come on. How long have we been praying for some things? And the truth is all we got to do is to get in him and the things will get done. But if we get out of him, none of those things will get done. Oh, hallelujah. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. Because it's in him that I live. And it's in him that I move. He is my vehicle. He is my transportation. Come on. It's in him. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. If we get in him, Jesus don't force anybody in the vehicle. You've got to get in at your own will. You've got to get in this thing yourself. Come on now. I said, you've got to get in yourself. I can almost feel a little backlash here. When I say you've got to get in this yourself. But if you're going to get in, then you must let him drive. Come on. You've got to get in. But if you're going to get in, you must let him drive. You can't do the driving. You're only a passenger. He's the vehicle. You're the passenger. Glory. <laughs> well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. Let, let's go to the natural side for just a moment. Hallelujah. We get in our vehicle. We close the door. We start the engine. We put on our safety belt. We put it in gear. We press the accelerator and away we go as we steer it where we want to go. That's the natural side. But if you're going to be in him when you get in, you're not going to get behind the steering wheel. Honey, you're only going to be a passenger. Woo! Ha-ha! <laughs> Glory! Hallelujah! I don't know about you, but I want to get in him. Now, oh my. I might as well pull this back a little bit. Can I do that, Brother Freddie?
if I am going to get in him, amen, I'm going to, I want to get in him, but when I get in him, I want to do something. Now, this is up to you. When you get in him, you need to close the door. Come on now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to preach just a little while. I'm sorry, but we're living in a world today that wants to get in and leave the door open. You know why? Because they want to get in and out as will. But I'm going to tell you, if you're going to, be, if you're going to get in him, you're going to have to close the door. You can't let the world in. Come on, you got to close the door on the world. You got to roll up the windows. You got to put the top up, honey. There can't be any place for the world to get in. Oh, hallelujah. Hmm. It bothers me when I see people come to church and they get blessed so much. They get in him for just a little while and before you know it, you see them the next day and they've already got out of him going on doing their own thing. I'm going to tell you, I don't know how long the Lord is going to tarry, but I'm going to tell you something. If we don't close the door to the outside, come on, world, we're never going to see revival like God wants us to see revival. He wants us to get in Him and to stay in Him. Woo! My Lord, I'm feeling this. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got to close the door on the outside world before we're going to go anyplace. I don't know many of you that get in your car and you leave the door open. And so we're pretty soon be Brother Freddie be seeing you. And you might fall out. Now, I'm going I'm to tell you, there is some safety when you're in him. There is not safety if you live the door open. Come on. We've got to get in him, and we've got to stay in him. Ho, ho. Lord, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. I know it's almost unheard of in this world today. You know, there's a lot of people come to church. and I, In fact, I can remember way back from the first church, I can, I can remind and be reminded of some people that were regular churchgoers. They was always there. But I can, remind, I can also think back in some of those people that were always there that I preach our funerals and they never did ever give up. I have seen some of those people that cried during services and tears would roll down their face and they would hold to the bench and not come to the altar. And nobody could tell them that it wasn't real because I'm telling you, they tell you early, it's real. I have felt it, but they didn't do nothing about what they felt. You know what? They got in him when they was at church, and as soon as church was over, they was out of him. 
You know why? They left the door open. Come on. To the outside world. And if you don't watch it, if you leave the door open, you hear the noise and you see what's going on. It'll draw you out of him. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. There is a noise comes from the world that will draw you out of him. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somehow I must, I must let you know tonight that we've got to stay in him. and We've got to cut out the outside world. Hallelujah. Because it's in him that we move. He is our vehicle. And then else we separate ourselves from the outside world and we close the door when we get in. Come on. I said, and else we close the door when we get in. And we can't take behind the steering wheel, but we got to sit in a passenger seat. Come on, I'm a passenger. Oh, glory, hallelujah. Now I want you to know there are two vehicles in this world today. Jesus is driving one and the devil's driving the other. So there is only one right vehicle. You want to be careful what taxi cab you take. One of them will lead you to hell, but the other is going to take you to heaven. In fact, may I tell you that the one don't have any doors. You can get in and out as please. Because you know what? That one goes with the flow. Wherever the world goes, that's where it goes. And I'm going to tell you this. And people, I'm going to tell you, it's a crowded thing. There is a lot of people going that way and everybody thinks that they'll just follow the leader because they're going the right place. We'll all follow them. Honey, I'm going to tell you, where you find the crowd is the wrong place. My Bible said that straight is the gate and narrows the way and few, everybody said few, there be that find it. Wide is the gate, come on, come on, to the destruction and many's going to be there. It's going to be a crowded road. Come on. Hallelujah. May I tell you that the road that narrow that leads to heaven is so narrow and so, so grown. Can I, can I say maybe even that it's not an easy road to find? Come on. You know why? Because I'm not sure, but I think in our world today, in the church world, there's not near enough signs that are pointing to the church. Not near enough signs that's pointing to God. But I'm going to tell you, the world's got their signs up on every street corner. Come on. On the TV, on the radio, they're advertising it. But we as a church want to keep ours hid. I'm going to tell you, this thing wasn't done in the corner. Come on, God does not want to keep it inside the church house. He wants to take it out to this world. He wants Mount Carmel to know about this church. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. I got, I got tickled the other day, and it was kind of really, really kind of neat, and it was kind of funny. Sister McGee and I was over at the Goodwill, and, and of course, you know... Hallelujah. Leah Wagner works over there. The apostolic young lady. Amen. We've known her ever since she was born. Amen. 
And the good thing about it, there was somebody standing up there and she was waiting on customers and checking them out. And, and this one girl said, you know, she said, man, I tell you, I need a bobby pin. Said, you got a bobby pin? And she just started laughing, busted out laughing, said, you going to ask the apostolic if I've got a bobby pin, honey? I've got all kinds of them up here. Come on, church. We need not to be ashamed of who we are. The lady said, man, you ought to wear that stuff down. She said, hey, honey, it'd be down here. She said, really? Yes, sir, she said. So, well, I better thought maybe down to your, down to mid. She said, no, it's down here. She said, how you think I keep all that up there? It was all them bobby pins. Come on, we might as well let them know what we are. I don't know, but I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed to be a Christian. Come on. I'm not ashamed of the way I dress. I'm not ashamed of the way I talk. Come on. Well, you look different, you talk different. Well, we should look different. We should talk different. Come on. Let's be a Christian and let's be it right. Let's don't be one way in the church and some way else on the outside the door. If I'm going to be a witness, I ought to be on the outside just like I am on the inside. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I'm feeling the church. Hallelujah. Glory. Jesus is driving one vehicle. The devil is driving the other. Yet there's only one right vehicle. Hallelujah. Come on. You get in at will. I know nobody's shaking their head and saying amen now. So I'm, that's good. I'm, I'm, I, wanted, I knew that to happen because when you say that you get in at your own will, that bothers people. But I'll, I'll give you scripture. Revelations 3 and 20. I'm going to show you what happens. Behold I, Jesus talking, stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door. Come on. Come on. If you want Jesus in, you're going to have to open the door to him. That's the way you got to get in. And if any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in. And I will sup with him and he with me. So I get in. Come on. So now, so now I'm in him and he's going to sup with me and he's in me. I'm in him, and he's in me. Glory. Now I'm in him. Hallelujah. Because I allowed him to get, I opened the door. It was of my own acting that I opened the door to him. Let me tell you, if you're going to get in with Jesus, then you are going to let him drive. Hallelujah. There is too many people that want to get in and they want Jesus to scoot over and let them drive. I want to be in you, but I want to do what I want to do. I, I, I want to be in you and I want your protecting hand and I want your blessings, but I want to go where I want to go. 
See, you understand that, Lord, I'm going to let you in, but I'm doing you a favor by letting you in because I've got some place I want to take you. Say, see, Jesus, I want to mingle with some people. I'm going to tell you right now. I have watched people over the years and those that do not separate themselves from their worldly friends after a while, they're no longer in him. You know why? We're not to have a steady diet of that. In fact, when you, you've got to be strong to be able to deal with the world. Right after you come in church, you better get established in the Word. You better get your priorities right before you start dealing with the world. Come on. You can't give them their time, your time, and you can't fellowship with the same old crowd. Come on. It's in Him that I live and I move. Come on. Yes, sir, it's in him that I move. It's, it's, it's in the Lord that I move. But he said, if you'll open the door, I'm standing and knocking at the door, and if you'll hear my voice and open it, I'll come in and I'll, I'll sup with you and you with me. Hallelujah. We'll have sweet communion. It'll be sweet fellowship. So unless he gets in us, we cannot get in him. Unless he gets in us, we cannot get in him. You are dependent upon your car to take you places as you steer it. But I'm dependent on Jesus to take me and steer me wherever he wants me to go. It's not, you know, hey, I'm sorry, but we're, we're living in an age today that not thy will but mine be done. Come on, we've changed that around. Hallelujah. It's not what we want, it's what God wants. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can't go any place without Him, for my life is in His hands. I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say, my life is in His hands no matter which vehicle. I know, well, you think, well, I'm going to go where I want to. But I want you to know that your life is still in his hands. He can make you or break you. He can remove his merciful hand, even though he has got so much mercy that usually he don't. He deals with it. He keeps trying to get you to come his way. Come on. I want you to know that one of these one of these is a safety vehicle. The other is not. As long as you stay in Him, there is safety. But as soon as you step outside of Him, I want you to know there is another vehicle that is waiting just to take you out. They're waiting for you to get out of Him. 
You know what? If you have got friends that are in the world, when you come to God, they'll still be your friends if they're true friends. They won't mind your change. Come on. They'll still be your friends. If you don't drink with them no more, they'll still be your friends. If you don't go to the places they go, then they'll still be your friends. Because a friend is a friend at all times. I believe that's biblical. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is another vehicle that's waiting to take you out. Now, I can move as long as I'm in him, but as soon as I get out of him, there is danger that I could be taken out of the way. Mm -hmm. The devil is waiting for you to step outside of him. The truth is, the devil wants to wreck your life anyway. He don't care how he does it. He'll tell you how beautiful it is in the world and how great and how much fun it is. And the Bible says there is pleasure in sin for a season. Can I, tell, can I just relate to you that if it's only for a season so it's like a summer... A winter, a fall, it's soon ending. The pleasure quits. And I've seen a many a person that's bottomed out because they hate where they're at now. They're tired of their life the way it is. They're tired of living life like it is. The pleasure has run out of it. Now it's empty. There's nothing in it. There's no peace. There's no happiness. They can't smile no more. Their life's not happy no more. They're like my daughter that said when she was home a while back, not this time, the time before. She said, I'm in, a, I'm in a, just a terrible place because... I'm too churchy for the world and too worldly for the church. What she's trying to tell me, she's miserable. I'm going to tell you, once you've got in that car and closed the door and you step out of that car, it's so much harder to get back in the next time. Because the truth is, is you've got to want to get back in it. And the sad part about it is people have to run until they run out. It's just like a drug addict. That they've got to bottom out before and, and want to be changed before they can ever be changed. They'll tell you if he don't bottom out and hate his life, that he'll go right back to it. We're living in a world today that loves the pleasures of the world more than lovers of God. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He wants to wreck your life. Amen. Mark 16, verse 19 and 20. Jesus had been speaking to his apostles. It says, so then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he said he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And then after this, they went forth and preached everywhere. Somebody said everywhere. Now this is the part I like. The Lord working with them. Come on. It was in him that they moved. It was from him that they got their power. Glory. And confirming the word with signs following them. The Lord worked with them. So where did their movement come from? It was from Him. They was moving in Him. Where did the miracles come from? It was in Him. It was because they was in Him. And without you being in Him, you will not see those miracles. Hallelujah, Jesus. But He confirmed it with signs following them. Amen. So be it. Glory. Hallelujah. I'm praying, amen, for Pastor and Sister McGee that this coming week will be a time that God's going to use them in a great and a mighty way and they're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders. That they're going to see souls and people filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm expecting it. Come on, we need to expect some things. Come on, if we're in him, we can expect it to happen because it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Thank God that in our church lately, when we come to church, we've been expecting something and we went home with something. Because we've seen God as the one that's at the wheel. And when we let him steer the service, I'm going to tell you, things begin to happen and God begins to move in mighty ways. and People begin to, to be touched and lives begin to be changed because he's in the driver's seat and he's steering us in the direction that he wants us to go. Hallelujah. All of this happened in, Ma in Mark 16 because they were in him Praise the Lord. I'm going to get done early tonight. Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. The only place we can move in him is in him because he has got all power. There is no power for us to move without Him. I'm sorry, you can't put on a healing service without Him. I'm going to tell you, you can't have church without Him. Now, we're living in a world today that goes through the motions. But they're not really having church. If you're really in Him, 
Let me tell you, there's a feeling that comes with this. You can feel it. In fact, we have got some, had some people who have come through this church. In fact, one sets in our midst most of the time right now that I remember the first time that he come and he sat back over here on the back pew. And he did not believe in God. He would tell you he did not believe in God. But one night the Spirit of the Lord began to move in this place and it shook him. And from that day forward, he believed in God. And he's repented. He don't have the Holy Ghost yet. I don't even believe he's been baptized yet. I'm not sure. Has he been baptized? Okay, been baptized. All right. He needs the Holy Ghost. We need to pray for these that need the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is the power to help you move. Come on. That's the power. In fact, that's the power that's going to change you. Is when, and Brother McGee's going to be talking about that. Now he always talks about it some in Daniel, but he's going to be talking about it later on in Revelations when the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we're going to be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. What do you think is going to change you? It's the Holy Ghost. He's coming after a church that's made themselves ready. Come on. They've received power. Come on. And what is the, how do you know you got that power? I'm sorry, it's not just by faith, you know. In this world today, just accept him, believe him, and it's all right. No, there is a power that he gives to you. There is a spirit. He comes and He indwells us. And it is a power. And you know you've got something because there is words, there is a language that becomes from your mouth that you did not learn, you was not taught. Only by the Holy Ghost. It comes by the Spirit. Of, it is the Spirit of God. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. And it will change you. So all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And he, yet he says, I can do, you can do all things through me. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. So the same power that he had has now been invested in us if we're in him. Yet I'm afraid today that we don't claim all that power. We're living beneath our privileges. Hallelujah. I began to think the other day I was sitting and I was studying and I began to think of all the miracles the Lord has done in my life. I began to think of all the miracles God had done. Just sitting. In fact, I, I, have, I, I have sat down and I've wrote down the ones that seem big to me. They're all big, really. But there are some things that is just, you know. Hey, when the Lord saved my life at three years old, then that's a great thing. No heart problems should have had. You know, the doctor said I would have. Man, rheumatic heart and scarlet fever he said said you'll 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 have you won't be able to run like other kids you won't be able to work like other men i've done all of that without any symptoms at all miracle man hallelujah 
God has moved in my life. High triglycerides, 1187. Hardly able to go to work. I work through the day and come home and I'm ready to hit the couch. Pastor Kenny Carpenter said, Brother McGee, there's a healing on the way. Tuesday of the following week, I believe, Monday or Tuesday of the following week, I went to the hospital. They run me through all these tests and kept coming and asked me if I was sick. I said, you want to come lay down? I said, no, I'm fine. Doctor called me next day and said, well, I don't know what happened, but I said, just do whatever you're doing. Just keep on doing it. From one day, 1187 to down to normal the next day, my strength comes back. Hallelujah. A miracle working. If you're in him, honey, things can happen. A burnt hand. Now you can't tell which one. But this right almost third degree burn. Deep second. Swollen up so big I couldn't get a long sleeve shirt on. I had put on a short sleeve shirt because a long sleeve wouldn't, wouldn't go on over it unbuttoned. And they sent going to send me to get a skin graphing. But over that weekend, God began to take down that, that hand. Never did have any pain from the very start. Me and Sister McGee prayed. Never had no pain. That's untold of and unheard of. Everybody said, well, it just burnt your nerves. But I could still write with a pencil. With that thing swollen up, I could still feel the pencil, still feel it all. See that hand today? The doctor looked at it, and he hit it already. By the time I went to the doctor, it went down against my hand. He brought all these utensils out, and I knew he's going to aim to grab and pull and all that junk. But, you know, going to bust the blister and all that junk, going to pull it all off of there. When he looked at that hand, he said, man, you're a fast healer. I said, no, I'm not, but the God I serve is. Wouldn't take pictures. I let him take all the pictures he wants. Doctor said, you're going to have to wear a glove on that hand. You go out in the sun. I haven't. It's going to be stiff. It's not. Come on. I'm talking about Jesus. It's in him that I move. Come on. It's in him that I claim my victory. I don't claim it for myself. I claim it in him. Oh, Jesus. Kidney stones. Healing. Glory. Hallelujah. I'm talking about miracles, signs, and wonders. A heel that was, had a spot on it that it, I was in pain all the time. Going to Norman Miller's when he was in the hospital. Had all those back surgeries. I remember, I remember driving one morning and had to pull my right shoe off because it was hurting so bad. I had to pull it off and drive. Told Sister McGee we pulled up in front of Sister Roberta's one day up in the drive. And I told Sister McGee, I said, We're, I'm either God's going to have to heal this or I'm going to have to go get it checked into. Guess what? Within a month, it's gone. Forgot about it. I've never felt it since. A God that heals. That's just a few instances of what God's done in my life. Hallelujah. Miracles and signs will come to those who are in him. So in closing tonight, I say this. So there is no strength, no power to move without him. 
So it's in him that we move. Out of him I can't do nothing, but in him I can do all things. Because I've got his approval when I'm in him. When I crawl in the car and shut the door to the outside world, then he'll accept me. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we've got one more week on this. In him we have our being. Praise the Lord. Could we stand? Hallelujah. Pastor, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.